0: It's the Save Democracy podcast, I'm Steve Goldstein. As community leaders in Arizona work to bring about change to the state's primary and general election systems, it's important to consider options that combine an open primary that permits every eligible voter, whether registered with a party or as an independent, to take part with a general election that utilizes ranked choice voting or instant runoffs that could involve up to five candidates to choose from. On this edition of the podcast, we're going to talk about a reform that California made and has been in effect for a decade the top two. In that system, the two candidates with the highest percentage of support from the primary face off in the general election, and they could and sometimes are from the same party. USC political scientist and professor Christian Gross has done extensive research on the impact of the top two. He is my guest on today's Save Democracy podcast. Here's my conversation with Professor Gross beginning with his explanation of how the top two has made political races in California less ideological and not as partisan.
1: Yeah. So that is what I found. I did some research on California and I compared California to all the other states in the country. And I looked at the primary system and its impact on members of Congress. And so what I found is members of Congress elected in California, Washington, um, and Louisiana, which uses a similar top two system. Somewhat like the top two in those states, the members are actually somewhat less extreme than if they were elected in other primary systems. And so um, I prefer to say less extreme than more moderate because, you know, California is a pretty liberal state in terms of its voters. So it's usually a question about, you know, are you getting somebody who's sort of a center left person or a very liberal person? And the top two has led to more center left people. Uh, in the state um, who got elected to Congress. And then um, some other, and, and that article was published in the Journal of Political Institutions and Political Economy, and it looked at a 20 year time period, right? So it looked at members of Congress in California before the top two was implemented and after, and then it compared them to members of Congress all across the country so we could see if there was, you know, other things going on. It also controlled for a bunch of other underlying factors, and, you know, the takeaway is the top two does lead to less extreme
0: members of Congress and less extreme legislators. How did that actually manifest itself in terms of discussion, legislation, campaigning?
1: Yeah, there's a few different things that come out in the research. So in that in that paper, uh, in that article, it's mostly how they vote, how they vote in Congress. And so, you know, you're the, a Democrat who's willing to occasionally vote with a Republican. A Republican is willing to occasionally vote with a Democrat versus being more partisan and more ideologically left or right and so the top two primary um has led to members of congress who are a little bit more willing to you know work with other parties Um, i have some other research that looked at candidates for office and their willingness to reach out to voters of other parties when campaigning and that's also really interesting um, there, the top-two system and open systems encourage candidates to campaign before Republicans, Democrats, and Independents, while closed systems encourage candidates to only campaign, you know, towards the party of the voters that they're running in, and that that makes sense. But the top-two sort of mechanically, and the open primary system also mechanically,
0: you know, causes candidates to want to try to reach voters of different party backgrounds. How open is the California primary system? Is there a limit on how many people can be on the ballot? Is there a limit in terms of, are they able to give their party designation, even if that doesn't imply a party endorsement?
1: Yeah, that's one of the really unique parts of the California system. And I think it's often overlooked when people sort of compare open primaries to top two primaries. The big difference is In California, anyone can run in the primary. So you could have, you you know, you could have a primary with uh, five candidates, three Democrats, two Republicans, or two Democrats, two Republicans, and one uh, Libertarian. You know, basically anyone who wants to run, runs in the first round. And then the two top uh, vote-getters in the primary, regardless of their party, advance. And then the general election, you have two people run against each other, and then that's it. Um, and so what happens a lot, and I think what the most interesting cases of the top two are, is the the general elections that have two Democrats on the ballot or that have two Republicans on the ballot. You end up with those, you know, in, in my research in the last decade, about uh, 25% of legislative districts have had a top two general election where the candidates share the same party at least once over the decade um, and those are where you get the opportunity to really have things matter besides party and beside besides ideology if you're if you're an independent voter and your choice is two democrats because you live in the city of los angeles or city of san francisco where it's really democratic you know those democrats suddenly are going to have to appeal to as many people as possible and becomes really competitive if you're um if you're living in rural california where it's mostly Republicans, you'll often see general elections with two Republicans on the ballot. And the same thing, the Republican that wins, wins often with a coalition of Republicans, independents, and Democrats, because there's the, the, the party label has effectively been removed from the choice on the um, general election ballot.
0: Even if the campaigning is less extreme, has the legislation been able to be less extreme? Or in a state that's still dominated by one party, is that just too difficult?
1: yeah that it's it's a really good point so where i think it's been found the most if you talk to people in sacramento some of whom were not supporters of it initially and some people who were supporters you know what's basically happened is the democratic party is is the main party in the state the democratic party frequently has two-thirds or more of the state legislature because the state is so lopsidedly democratic but within the democratic caucus you have real divides between, you know, what I would say are the more progressive, most liberal members, and then some of the more, you know, technocratic. uh, Some of them are moderate, but some of them are really just kind of technocrats who think about policy. Um, And so I think there's a real diversity in the legislature among Democrats that some of it's attributed to the top two. Some Democrats would probably not have won in, um, Uh, In the absence of the top two, especially Democrats who ran against other Democrats. I think that's been something that if you talk to people in Sacramento, there are basically divides within the Democratic caucus um, that does affect legislation. And and I think it affects it more um, in what's stopped. Right. So I think sometimes um, the Democrats who might have won due to the top two, who are more to more of the moderate part or maybe the technocratic part of the caucus, you know, stop some legislation that would probably be a little bit more extreme. They are maybe less likely to be affirmatively passing things, but but it's more about what's, um, what is uh, stopped. And, you know, some interesting bedfellows emerge, I think, out of the top two mm-hmm. in Sacramento as well. Um, you know, on the other hand, the other thing I'll say is at the state level, the parties have, the state level meaning not the legislature, but the people running for, you know, governor and lieutenant governor and things like that. The top two has has basically um, not had a huge impact on our most recent elections because the parties have tended to clear uh, sort of clear and and endorse one candidate at the state level. And so we're not seeing the Democrat versus Democrat races at the state level in 2022. There weren't any of those that we used to see in the previous decade. And so the top two is most likely to influence um, the majority lopsided party when two people of the same party end
0: up in the general election together can these reforms take away some of the power and influence of parties? And is that ultimately a reform you think, at least in the short term, is a good idea? I mean, I think it does take the power away from parties some. I think more
1: likely is it changes the party's incentives and the candidates' incentives. And so you end up having part of the party may have different incentives than candidates, right? So- you know think about just for instance your your up, upcoming senate race where you've got Carson cinema democrat turned independent in terms of how she's identifying and then um you know facing a democratic challenger and then also facing you know republican challenger or challengers depending on how many run in the primary you know in a top two system you might end up with cinema and a republican in the general election or with uh reuben gago and a republican in the general, or maybe Ruben Gallego and Kirsten Sinema in the general election, right? And that's not possible under the current system. You might end up having, what. Well, what's more likely to happen is somebody might win who gets 38% of the vote or 45% of the vote and is maybe not preferred by a majority of Arizonans. And so, you know, the the incentive of the party is that is actually to have one candidate with the party label on the ballot in the general election. It makes it a lot easier. But the incentive of candidates sometimes, especially, you know, candidates that are a little bit You know, outside of their party, one way or the other, the incentive is actually to have um, the candidates run. And so these open systems like top two, possibly even the final four style voting, you know, basically encourages candidates to do what's in their best interest, uh, even if it's over the party and the party is um, in the it's easier for the party to control the outcome in a closed system.
0: Thanks again to USC political scientist and Professor Christian Gross for his insights on the top two primary in California and other possible reforms to the primary and general election systems. This is the Save Democracy podcast, which you can subscribe to on iTunes and Spotify. And the music for today's program was from Epidemic Sound. To learn more about the movement to reform Arizona's primary and general election systems, please visit SaveDemocracyAZ.com. You can also sign up to receive additional information at SaveDemocracyAZ.com. I'm Steve Goldstein. Thanks for listening.